Hello, this is episode 378 of the Purple Psychology Podcast. I'm Nisha Riley. So, today's episode is on the idea of being receptors. I work in a slightly odd way that I've refined over the last seven years. Odd in the sense that it's not what is expected in a world of influence and followers and hits. There are moments where I wish I could do that, especially like when... I think about applying to a publisher and their first question is how many followers do I have on social media platforms? And it's like, just don't bother with the submission. That's what I've learned in the past. But I recorded a podcast last night which I put out into the subscription space and I put out this morning into my Patreon space. And the reason I do that is because with certain topics at certain times I have learned that If there is not an energy of reception and receptors, even if you don't agree with everything I say or you don't see the same point of view, if you're not instantly in a space of response and projection, which is what the world is doing at the moment, it allows the energy almost to marinate in those ideas and to think differently. And sometimes, yes, like it's quite useful for me to poke a bit and I joke that even the people in my inner world will often take a three-month sabbatical you know from because they have unraveled in some of my work it doesn't have to be that long but sometimes it is and sometimes there's an acceptance for me in that and so it's a sort of a dance that I do because I still need to pay my bills I still want my patreon support I still want to put energy and ideas out into the world. But it is so important for us to be in a position to be able to be receptors, to be able to not need to respond and to respond negatively, and especially in a world that's become incredibly polarized. And there is a program taking place this week that is freely available both on Facebook and YouTube called the Lib 5 Challenge, is being run by Rev Angel Kyoto Williams. It's a sort of program that does the work, builds the fire, but allows you to be a receptor. It allows you to grow up enough, frankly, to be in a place where you are contributing far more to change than you realize just in your ability to sit with new ideas, to sit with a new viewpoint, to not need to respond in an instant negative fashion, to not need to take a side, to be able to integrate all this taking place, to not need to run away, to be able to do the work. And there are so few programs that truly integrate experience in the world. And in that podcast last night, I spoke about the difference between the book Man's Search for Meaning and the book Night. And yesterday, someone even tried to convince me that Victory Franklin, the writer of Man's Search for Meaning, hadn't, hadn't survived a concentration camp. And yes, he did. He survived four concentration camps. So both of those books are written by people who are concentration camp survivors. But they are written from such different places. And it's almost possible to think that Victory Franklin, because he came out the other side and developed an experience 
that he could gift forward to others in a principle that would take over a completely different strand of psychotherapy and a completely different thinking. It's possible to think for a moment that he didn't go through that. And that, that is the level to which what we're asking humanity to do right now. We're asking them to be able to sit in the horrors of the world and to be receptive. So I will put a link in the description to this program. It is possible to, to dip into it freely, but it's also possible to level up and to have a much deeper experience and a much deeper sense of engagement with the participants. But yes, in the last seven years, I, I have learned how I need to work for not just my mental well-being and my physical well-being, but also for my creative process, for what really is beneficial and takes us forward rather than takes us in a loop of circuits. And I think the problem with, with influence and with that way of thinking is that you begin to care more about how you're seen and how you're being thanked and how you're being acknowledged and how your ego is being spoken to than you do about what you're talking about. I love how always I say to people, like, what would you do if we suddenly had a perfect world in the morning? What would happen to all of those people who have a cause? I'd rather have a balanced life and have a lot that I can show up for and possibly have a world that I could show up fully to, that it wouldn't be ugly. I can think of lots of ways to create beyond creating in misery. I almost forgot to include one of the really striking images I woke to this morning that was kind of pivotal in informing this thinking. And that was the image of two elderly women being released by Hamas. And the differences in those two women. They have both been on the planet for long enough to have experienced so much, to have seen so much. I don't know their life stories. One of the women is, is quite defiant and she's sort of being held on to. But the other woman is holding hands with the person who has kept her hostage. And in that moment, it's a beautiful image because she's receptive and capable of accepting help at that moment, the help that's being offered, the support that's being offered to her. She's able to put down the differences that neither of those people want to be there. Neither of them want to be in the ugliness that they are in. But one of those women is receptive and one of them isn't. And it is the most striking image that I have ever seen for what I'm talking about.